All right, so I've told you that today is a little bit of a different service, and that's already clear because I'm not normally the first one up here, and announcements are normally in the middle, and kids aren't usually dismissed till after some worship. So every Sunday we get together, and um, we seek to encounter God. That's the privilege that we have as followers of Jesus, that he has opened the way for us to come into the presence of the Lord freely. We don't have to worry about condemnation. We don't have to worry about facing judgment. We don't have to wonder if God hears us. We know that he does. We don't always experience his presence in the same way. Sometimes he's really powerfully, you know, you you just know and you sense and you experience him. And other times, he's not so strong, but you know he's still there. And this is what we are about on Sunday mornings. We come together to encounter God and to be equipped and readied for the week to come as we head out into the world as his ambassadors. And it's awesome that we get to do this. And some of the the major tools or the major ways that we get to encounter God, one of the big ones is through his word, which is why most Sundays when we come here, a big part of the service is the sermon, where we sit together under the word of God. It's also why If you've been in church for long or if you've been a follower of Jesus for long, you've been encouraged to spend time in the Word of God regularly, every day. Because encountering God isn't something we only do on a Sunday morning. It's not something that just happens here. God is only present at the Playhouse in Prince George between 10 and 11 on Sundays. No, of course not, right? We get to encounter God and come into His presence each day. Um, Whenever we want to, we have that freedom. But there's something different and more powerful about doing it together as the body of Christ. And so we come together and we sit under the word and we come together and we worship. Um, And worship is the natural means or result of coming together as the body of Jesus to encounter him. Because we're encountering the God of the universe and he deserves our worship. Um, And again, sometimes we experience that and worship is drawn out of us and it's just amazing. And other times you come and you do the work of worship. It's not done for you and it just comes out. Sometimes you don't want to do it, but you do it because you know it's right and good. And either one of those are okay. But there are other ways that God has given us to encounter him. And these are regularly incorporated on a Sunday morning as well. And two of the big ones are fellowship and prayer. Um, We are meant to encounter God in one another. Now, I don't mean that you and I get to be God. We aren't. But God makes his home through the power of his Holy Spirit in each of us and in his church as a community. And so when we come together, we have the privilege of walking together into the presence of God. Same thing with prayer. We can talk to God whenever we want to. And as we do so, we encounter him. And so this morning, what we wanted to do was to shift the balance a little bit. Every Sunday morning, we do all of these things. We come together and we worship. We come together and we sit under the word. We come together in fellowship and we come together in prayer. And it's right and good that we do all of these things. And the way that we do it on most Sundays, I also think is right and good. But it's nice to change things up every once in a while and to do some different kinds of training and some different kinds of practice. So often we come together and the sermon, this is practicing sitting under the word together. And I I try to be quite intentional 
about preaching and teaching in such a way that you're not just learning about the one passage that we read, but there's little things thrown in along the way that are going to help you read other passages as well. Because I want not only for you to sit under the word with me, but I want you to sit under the word all week on your own and with other people, with your families or your small group or your friends, etc., um, and so on. And so we're still going to spend some time in the Word, and we're still going to spend time worshiping, and we're still going to spend time in fellowship and prayer, but we're going to change this up. And I'm going to very briefly spend some time in the Word now, and then we're going to get you guys into small groups, into just groups of people who are sitting near each other, whether or not you know each other already, and we're going to do some praying and some fellowship together. And yes, I know some of you are now like, oh no, what have I got myself into this morning? I'm an introvert, and I sit at the back for a reason, not trying to pick on you who are sitting at the back, and you're going to make me talk to people. Yes, I am. I am going to make you talk to people, but we'll make sure to respect your, your boundaries and not force you to do anything you're uncomfortable with, and if you're mostly quiet today, it's okay. So where do we go in Scripture for a lot of this stuff? Um, there's a number of places. There's quite a few, actually. But I'm just going to go to Ephesians chapter 2. And in Ephesians chapter 2, we've, oh, we, of course we have this on the screen. Paul is talking about the work of Jesus. And for the first 10 verses, he's talked about how Jesus has saved us, how he saved us from sin and how he saved us from death and how because of him, we have new life because of the grace of God. And because of the work he's done, we can partake in the good work of God in the world. Then in verse 11, he shifts to talking about, okay, because of all of the stuff that Jesus has done, this is who you are now. And that's what we're going to read, verses 11 to 22. And as is our tradition, I'm going to ask you to please stand for the reading of the Word of God. Therefore, remember that formerly, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For, though, for through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, this is where we're talking about who we are. You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. It's a dense 11 verses. And in the middle of it, Paul uses three metaphors to talk about who we are. We are the household of God. 
We are the holy temple of the Lord, and we are the dwelling place of God. And it's all plural. All the yous in there are plural. He's speaking to the church, not an individual. You are the holy temple of God. You, us, all of us together. We, together, are the household and dwelling place for God. Um, and Eugene Peterson writes about this. He says, the church is a place of hospitality where we are welcomed as participants with Jesus, who is our peace. We are the household of God, the place where God gathers his family. We are the holy temple in the Lord, the place set apart to worship God, and we are the dwelling place for God, where God makes himself known to us in our language and our circumstances. Because we are all of these things, when we come together, we encounter God in one another. And so, we don't often talk about it like this. Um, we don't often get together in, you know, the foyer afterwards and say, let's encounter God together. And there are a lot of other places where we have fellowship with people in our lives, and that's good, but it's not focused on being an encounter with God. Um, in order to make fellowship a time and a place where we encounter God, there needs to be intention and there needs to be purpose and there needs to be direction. Um, it doesn't just happen by accident in the same way that submitting to the word of God doesn't just happen by accident. You can read the Bible all you want, but if you haven't set your heart to obey the word of God, to get to know who God is so that you can follow him, then reading the word of God is just another piece of writing or information that you take in. You can spend lots of time with Christians, but if you don't sit down and decide that in that time you're going to seek God together, then it's going to be the same as when you spend time with other people, the same good and the same bad and the same mix and all of the other things that come with that. And so we get to learn together today. One of the big ways, and this is what we're going to focus on when we get there, that we are enabled to encounter God together is by the sharing of our stories. We often call this testimony or testifying. And sometimes what we say, when we say that, we mean we're going to tell you the story of how I met God for the first time. And that's a really good and powerful story, but we get to testify in an ongoing way to the work of God in our lives ever since he's met us too. And so we come together and we say, do you know what I learned from the Lord this week? Do you know what prayer I saw answered yesterday? Do you know how God has been at work in my life over the last few months or weeks or years or whatever the, the time frame is? And then you testify to the goodness and the power and the grace of God in the midst of your life. And when we do that together, we have an awesome time to see and understand what God has been up to and to encounter him in that way. Sharing your story with other people allows them to learn more about their own story, more about God, and more about you. I don't know how many times I've heard people tell me a story, and I've walked away and been like, oh, you know, God has been up to something similar in my life too, and I just didn't realize it until somebody else said something, right? And it opens my eyes and it changes my perspective. Um, prayer is a little bit more obvious when we come together and pray. But the, the, the difference, of course, is that we often come together and don't pray. We often come together and we hang out and we ask how we're doing, and you hear a little bit about the other person's life, and then you go off. Um, or we do that thing, which is kind of, it's good, but it's not as good as it could be, where we say, I will be praying for you. And that's awesome, and we should commit to that, but why not start right now? Why not pray right now, and then also be praying for the person? All right, so where are we going with all of this? Well, 
in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to group up in groups of roughly three to five, three, four, five. We're not going to go around policing it. If you're in a group of two or a group of six, I'm not going to come around and be like, I'm sorry, but you have the wrong number, so you won't encounter God today. Um, it doesn't work that way. You get in groups with the people you're comfortable with. There's going to be some questions, to just introductory questions. The first round, we're going to have three times together in these small groups over the service. And the first one is just introduce yourselves. Um, then we're going to do some worship together. Ken and Lenore are going to come up here and lead us in worship. And then we're going to go through a time of testimony. And you'll see how that works after the time of worship. And then we're going to go through a time of prayer. And, you, and we'll lead you through that after the time of testimony. And then we're going to celebrate communion together, and then we're going to eat together. And we'll talk about each of these pieces as we get to them. So does that sound good? Makes sense? <laughs> all right. And I'm going to open this all up in a word of prayer. Lord God, thank you that we can gather together today. Thank you that you are present and that we can encounter you. And we ask that we would. We, we would do so in the stories of you at work in our life, that we would do so in our prayers, and that we would do so in our fellowship and food afterwards. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so take a minute, get into groups of, you know, three, four, five. When it looks like everybody's grouped up, I'll give you the questions. And if you have to, I know, I know the space is not ideal, the chairs don't turn, Oh, they were already up there. That's okay. You can put them up there, and then you guys can just look at it and follow this. So you guys, actually, that's a great idea. Get into your groups. The questions are on the screen. Share with one another, and in a few minutes, Ken and Lenora are going to come and lead us in worship.